Good morning, everyone. It has been so long since I posted new content. And I realize that consistency is key. But I also hope and pray that my listeners realize that life happens, right? We all have things in our life. Um, And I'm no different. So know that I have missed you all tremendously. Know that my spirit has been filled with an enormous amount of content and things that I've wanted to share with you all. However, I had to be obedient and listen to what not only God was sharing with me, but what my body was telling me, what my family needed from me. And I had to go through my own healing process. So on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about healing and respecting and trusting your journey. And um, I'm going to be quite transparent today. So I hope everyone can uh, be transparent back with me. You, the Facebook page uh, is still up. So if you're not following me on Facebook or you have left, you know, the Facebook page due to um, the lack of content and things of that nature, I completely understand. But I'm back and I'm full in full effect. So go to the Facebook Be Easy page. Follow me there where I will begin to post more content and you will be able to definitely vibe with me, um, send positive vibes only and things of that nature. Um, We will continue to bring more content. And um, as I had stated back in April, when I did my last one to start having interviews and things of that nature so that the podcast can continue to grow. Um, I'm not sure, you know, where you are as my viewers in supporting me other than listening. Um, But to have this podcast grow and in order to do those interviews and things of that nature, love offerings are needed. I'm not putting a specific dollar amount on it. I'm not God, so I can't say give me 10%. But whatever your heart desires to to share with me to help this podcast grow, that would be greatly appreciated. So I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we'll begin today's podcast. Okay, so I'm back and today is April, August 13th. Lord, I'm stuck in April. Today is August 13th and it really was on my spirit to just go ahead and get back into um, posting content here. So since April, I have had um, a couple things to take place. One, I went through a healing journey that I didn't realize I still needed. There were things that I was holding on to based on my family dynamics and things that I felt like I was being excluded from or that um, I wasn't feeling a part of the family. 
So I live in the same state with my family um, and our cities are a bit far apart. I roughly live about 45 to 52 minutes away from my family, depending on who's specifically in the family that we're talking about. Um, And something came up um, on social media that I saw and it kind of hurt my feelings. Well, not kind of hurt my feelings. They hurt my feelings and it kind of ruffled my spirit a little bit. Um, And after I spoke um, to a few people, I was able to resolve those emotions that were still buried deep down inside. And as I was going through this conversation with this family member, I could feel the healing taking place. I could feel the relief and the pressure and the burden of carrying around those emotions and and just having them bottled up. And it felt so good. And in that healing, I realized that not only as a culture, we tend to think that therapy makes you crazy. It we have as a culture allowed society to say that we cannot go and seek therapy or that we're just an angry black woman or an angry black man and that's not factual. Our skin color, our culture does not dictate being, does not dictate our emotions. What dictates our emotions is us being treated horribly, us being not considered as human beings based on our skin color. I think that is the stupidest way of thinking. And if I step on any toes, I unfortunately in in me saying that I'm just going to have to step on some toes because it just kind of it's not kind of it is what it is. And this may be a very controversial part of this post. However, I will not apologize for stating 100% facts. Women, black women are so stifled in being able to express what it is that they feel because we have years of compressed emotions based on, you know, not wanting to be weak or not wanting to show vulnerability because we don't want to be taken advantage of or Uh, society saying that we're angry black women all for expressing our emotions now yes our emotions can get the best of us it can get way out of hand but that is years of living through generational curses that's years of living through our parents who may not have been old enough to even raise us and they're still growing up themselves so there has been things that have been passed down generational again generational curses that have hurt us sometimes we don't even have the proper tools in our tools bag in our tool bag excuse me to be functioning adults in the right way we're just like getting through life finally figuring out through our own way of healing um how to be great human beings and adults that actually see the light at the end of the tunnel 
understand what it means about empowering the next queen or uplifting your your man or empowering your children or not standing for any foolishness and and being able to convey your feelings and express them in a way in which is not only um maybe professional if you're in a work environment but in a way that it doesn't come off as if your emotions are driving your words but our skin color our culture does not dictate our emotions people failing to realize that we bleed the same blood it's all the same color once it hits the freaking oxygen that we are human and just because my skin color is different my hair color is different and i choose to listen to different music than you do does not make me less human because i eat different food don't make me less human it's just what i've been raised with now me personally i can fit into any environment that i go into and i can make people feel welcome into my environment as well but as a society as a whole culturally we turn against each other because we're always pointing the finger oh well black people this and black people that and black people this and black people that but that doesn't stop you from patronizing a store of a different race or different culture you point the finger at your own race and old culture but it doesn't stop you from supporting somebody else when they put their finger in your face and tell you about yourself it's like oh well They have the commodity or the goods that I need. But that black girl over there didn't have nothing that I needed. It's too many people out here doing the exact same thing. Well, it's a lot of people out here doing the exact same thing. If we learn to culturally get out of our own way, learn to stop listening to what society says, understand that as a people it is okay to go through the healing process it is okay to trust your journey it is okay to uh, build the relationship with god it is okay to leave people behind it is okay to be self-assured and confident it is okay to fix another queen's crown without telling somebody that i fixed her crown for the accolades and for the the hoops and the hollers that it is okay to uplift your black man your king like our men get such a bad rap and i get it like i get it you know they have their journey that they're going through but men and women are built so differently and we have to take into consideration that generate generationally and dealing with societal issues have caused our men to be one way the lack of a father in the home have caused our men to be a completely different another way and then our we as women go into relationships with these broken men as broken women we're building broken relationships expecting him to lift us up when he can't lift himself up they're expecting us to lift them up when we can't lift ourselves up in order to be in a great healthy relationship and go through a great healing process you first have to be 100 no relationship is 50 50 each individual needs to be 100 percent in order for the healing in order for the relationship to be great there's always going to be healing but the healing once you are in a relationship should be healing of things that you're going through together not bringing in the baggage from 
your past situations or your old relationships or um, old friendships or things of that nature and blaming the current person that you're in a relationship with. Not only is that not fair to the other person and the relationship that you're trying to build, but it's also not fair to the people that surround you, the families, the friends, the children, the things of that nature. It's just simply 100% not fair. So with all of that being said, I had to go through that. Now, I have mentioned previously um, in one of my much earlier posts that I had to break up with my husband inside of our relationship so that I could go through a different healing process in that part, that season of my life. I had to because I realized, one, my spouse is a reflection of me. And if I look at my spouse and I look at him and I see that my spouse is broken, that says, Chanel, there's somewhere within you that you are still broken. You only choose to to be with somebody who is like yourself. It's that comfort zone, right? But we also have a tendency to be able to see other people's flaws and faults and and things and point those out without reflecting that we may also be in the exact same position. But because we haven't taken a good look in the mirror, we just aren't seeing it. Well, I saw that in my husband and somebody said that to me. Stop pointing the finger at him and start pointing the finger or realizing that you have three fingers pointing back at you. And there are things that you need to get through. There are things that you need to heal through. So I went on that that journey. Well, I found myself in another season where I needed to go through some more healing. And this time I didn't I didn't need to break up with my husband in order to go through this healing process. This was one of those healing processes that my husband could be there for, to hold my hand through, to support me with. Um, And though I wasn't 100% whole after, you know, realizing that I still needed to go through these things, but it wasn't an attack on our relationship. It wasn't an attack to him personally. Um, And it wasn't an attack where it succumbed our family to frustration and depression and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, My husband was there for me every step of the way with that. And it felt great to have gone through that first season of healing so that now when I got to this season of healing for something else, that my husband knew how to walk with me through this journey, how to support me through that healing process. And, and, you know, just go through the motions where the days I needed to vent, he just let me vent and just sat there and listened. And then he might've busted a joke at the end that at the moment I may not have found funny because I was just got finished venting and my eyes was all, face was full of tears and I'm blowing my nose and that kind of thing. But then when I calmed down and I thought about the joke, it was absolutely hilarious. So healing process is great. Go through it. Take time out for yourself. Sometimes you got to back up off the scene and you got to go through a, a fast, a spiritual fast. Get off of social media. Let your friends know, hey, I love you, but I'm getting ready to go on 
a bit of a healing journey. So just give me some time when I'm ready to, you know, reconnect. I can. Your friends that are truly your friends will be there to support you. And even though that you won't go out and that kind of thing, they will still come by and check on you. They will still call you to make sure that you are okay. They will still make sure that they are that shoulder to lean on if you need to talk, if you need to vent. If those friends are spiritually connected with you, they will send you things. They will pray for you. They will let you know that they are thinking about you. So ensure that while you're going through that, you also have a very powerful team that surrounds you. And a team doesn't just mean coworkers. A team could be your best good, good girlfriends. Your team could be your family. Your team could be people at work that you trust that have turned into, you know, friends. Um, So trust your healing process. Um, Okay, so I went through that healing process, right? And I know I just said a whole lot, but I went through that healing process, which was so great. It was something I so needed. And I realized after I went through that healing process, God began to open up some doors for me that I was sealing shut because I was holding on to stuff that had nothing to do with my future. Absolutely nothing. I was dragging and carrying some heavy baggage. Okay, so let me ask you a question, right? And you can go to the Facebook Be Easy page and answer this question if you would like to. If not, you can leave me a uh, recorded message. But talk to me, y'all. Answer this question for me. Have you ever been trying to move forward in your life and you realized that everything that you were carrying with you was way heavier than where you were trying to go to like what you were trying let me let me put this in the right context so you got all this baggage in your tool bag from your past from your old relationships crap that simply does not matter anymore and then you have another bag of all of these goodies and all of these blessings and all of these things but now you got to choose which bag you're going to keep and because you're so caught up in the emotional state and the being of what has happened you don't want to get hurt again you don't want to be vulnerable like that again you pick up the bag of pain Pick up the bag of burdens. Pick up the bag of frustrations. Pick up the bag of the tools that mean you no good. That's not going to help your business to succeed. Help your relationship to flourish. Help your children to see how to grow and to walk in the proper steps. You you are ruining friendships. You're, you're losing your job left and right. It, you can't wake up. Your body is hurting. Your hair is falling out. You don't have an appetite. You're going through depression. You pick up the bag of crap and you leave behind the blessings. Have you ever been in that place? And then you, you look back and you're trying to figure out why in the whole ham and eggs did you leave those blessings behind? Feeling like I'm stagnant. My relationship isn't flourishing. My business isn't going anywhere. 
I'm not driving in new new money to come into me. I'm not building my relationships well, my friendships. It, like things, I just keep seeming to walk in the same circle. And then you realize I'm carrying around all of this crap that's not needed. So you finally make up in your mind, you know what? I ain't carrying this crap around with me no more. I'm not dragging this stuff around with me no more. This is serving me no purpose. And then you start to see the people who was helping you aid in being miserable and keep bringing up and giving life to those old topics start to say stuff like, mm, you've changed. You not the same person no more. You, you acting different. You being phony. They fall off. The guy that you thought was your knight in shining armor start acting like, oh, you think you something because you going to church or you think you something because you getting a little bit of clientele. Oh, you think you something because you got a little bit of money in your pocket, making you feel like, oh, I was carrying you all this time, right? Because I've been through that. I'm only speaking on it because I've been through it. I got the t-shirt hanging in the closet for quite a few of these things that I'm I'm talking about. And I try not to speak on anything that I don't know. So I I get it. You know, so you you then go back and you start building your relationship with God. You start realizing that new friendships are coming and God is putting the right type of people in your life. And then the man that you have been keeping out because you had the wrong man in your life is now coming to you and your business is flourishing and your money is becoming abundance and your bank account is on overflow and you realize that was all in my blessing bag that I had left behind carrying that crap. What was I thinking? And then you find yourself maybe in the midst of another season in your life where you need to do some healing or you you have a hard decision to make of letting some things go or trying to figure out, you know, where do I fit in where I am right now in this season of my life? And you you go through and and you pray about it and you start evaluating what's what's necessary in your life. You start saying, okay. I've been in this place before and I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. I'm not going to pick up the bag of crap to leave behind the bag of blessings. So you start to thank God for showing you what it is that you need to be doing. You start to thank God for sending you through this season again because now you got some new tools in your bag to get you through. You, you start to say, Father, thank you. For equipping me to get through this here process or this here new season. Thank you, Father, for allowing me to just shake off what's going on. And even on the days that I feel like I can't quite shake it off by myself, that you're here and you have people surrounding me that is going to support me and uplift me and tell me the truth and not leave me hanging and not tell me what I want to hear or won't allow me to wallow in my own self-pity and all of these different things. You, you, you realize that God will put you 
in a in a great place. He'll also provide you with all the things that you need in order to to grow in the place that you you need to grow. So that's your healing process, right? That's your that's your journey, right? And you got to learn to trust in that journey. You got to learn to be great in that journey. You got to learn that things are going to happen in your journey. You just have to stay 10 toes down and be committed to seeing your journey all the way through. I've said time and time again in a previous and previous post that God never promised you that life was going to be easy in his word. He promised that he would never leave you nor forsake you. So in the mold, in the moments, in the, in the moments of trial and, and testimony, I mean, trial and, you know, and add adversity, what do you do? Do you give up? Do you throw in the towel to stay in the midst of hell? Or do you keep fighting and keep thanking God? Like, all right. So today, another day. Thank you for waking me up. All right, we're going to work through this. We're going to get through that. Now, depression is real. Frustration is real. Feeling like there's no way out is real. So trusting in God and therapy go hand in hand. It seems oxymoronic or oxymoron because you're like, oh, well, you said or the pastor says or people tell me to trust in God. And pray, trust in God and pray, trust in God and pray. However, what if you don't have people around you that's uplifting and empowering? What if you don't have people around you that's that's going to be there to to fix your crown without making you feel bad that they fixing your crown? What if what if you don't have people that's like, baby, come on, let's snap out of this. Let's let's get you what you need. What if you don't have those people around? Staying secluded and isolated allows the adversary to play with your mind. Been there. Got a testimony for that one. Got a story to tell about that one. What if what if you what if you isolated yourself from your family and all your family wants to do is see you grow, see you prosper, see you build? What if your children are watching you go through this and you're just being so stubborn that you won't go through therapy? Got a story to tell on that one. Got the testimony. What if you get to a place where you just feel like, you know what? I absolutely give up. I'm just not going to fulfill my dreams. I'm not going to do anything. Now you're walking around unhappy, unsure, self-esteem low, in the toilet, and you can't figure out why. It was in the moment that you needed to seek therapy that you didn't. Hearing your thoughts out loud to somebody who's trained enough to give you the proper feedback, plus going to God in prayer. God said, go and pray to him in silence. Find your war room. Close off all of the sound so he can talk to you because he's not going to compete. When you're trying to talk to your friends and you're not coming to him, he's not going to talk to you through all of the noise and the sad songs and the people yapping in your ear. He wants you to go into your room where it's quiet, 
where you can hear him, where you can listen. You go to your therapy and you pull in all of the notes and the things that they're telling you of how to get through all of those moments. When you feel down, when you feel like you want to end it all, when you feel like life is over, when you feel like you have nothing left to fight for. So between your prayer closet, your war room, because your mind is a very powerful muscle. And if you don't train it, and if you don't seek what needs to be sought, help and prayer, that adversary will toy with your mind in such a way where you will be feeling so crazy on the inside and feeling like nothing, nothing will help. Got a story, got a testimony on that one. Okay, so you found your way through, you fought it, you got it, you good. Keep pushing, keep going, don't stop. Keep your prayer journal, keep your people around you that's going to help you. Keep, keep going, don't stop. Because here's the thing, while you're fighting for yourself, the adversary is, if you are a parent, the adversary going to go to your children. Your teenage daughter going to start acting crazy. She going to start acting out of pocket. Her hormones going to start raging. You going to want to slap her down to the floor. Your son getting a little above himself because he think he's taller and bigger than you. And, and people then told him, you know, you stronger than women that you won't take them out the game. That you won't knock them to the floor. Then you like, Lord. I, you better get these kids. <laughs> you call on the Lord then when you need them for the kids. You got to know how to pray for them the same way you pray for yourself. And if you struggle to pray for yourself, you can't pray for your children. So now the adversary is taking over your family. And if there's not a man in the household, the, the breakdown of the family is going to be so much easier. So you got to be strong in order to be strong for your children. And you got to be right in order to be right for your children. And you got to be 100% whole so that the man that God has designed specifically for you will come into your life. And not only will he be 100% and be an added blessing to your life, but he'll be that added blessing to show your girls how a man is supposed to love you, how a man is supposed to treat you, how he's supposed to not just Try to make love to your body, but make love to your mind. Having those intellectual conversations, not tearing your children down, not defeating your children with his words, not saying, well, you know what? That's stupid. Well, you know what? That don't make sense. Well, fussing about stuff that's frivolous and that don't make sense. Complaining and griping because he hasn't yet healed from all his past hurt and pains or stupid crap that he went through with his parents or his siblings or his friends. You got to be right for your babies. Household right, right? All right. All right, cool. So I went through all of that and I'm sharing all of this with you. And then I hit another wall. Hit another roadblock with my son now my son not acting out of pocket he's not doing anything too crazy but he is going through some health issues and i don't know if i've ever told y'all in a previous post i don't remember 
honestly. But my son was born two months premature. My son's heart stopped twice. My son stopped breathing several times. When he came home from the NICU, he was on a heart monitor for six weeks. Came off of the heart monitor. Then he went through and had, uh, we ended up finding out he had zinc deficiency. Then he had the rotavirus. So my son has been through quite a few things, quite a few surgeries. As he getting older, we realized that some things were changing with his body other than puberty. And we haven't figured out exactly what it is yet. We don't, we don't know. I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'll continue to tell you what's going on with my son. In the meantime, while I'm taking that break, go on over to Facebook and follow my Be Easy Facebook page. Also, uh, House of Lamore is having Fashion Brunch Part 2, where we are empowering small business owners, giving out free business information over some really great food. We will have vendors there. We're going to do a free promo Excuse me for businesses who purchase the VIP package. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. If you missed the first Fashion Over Brunch, you definitely don't want to miss this one. When we return, I'll continue my story with my son. Okay, I'm back. I hope you went on over to Facebook to follow the Be Easy page. I will definitely keep you all updated about that uh, fashion brunch, fashion over brunch part two. You don't want to miss this event. So before we went to break, I was telling you that my son is now going through some health changes and we haven't been able to figure out why. So the first time was last year. Well, we're in 2019. So the first time was 2017, 2017 or 2018. I'm sorry. Um, He had this major flare up. His joints were swelling. And of course, as a mom, I'm looking up all of these symptoms so that when I go to the hospital, I have some clue of what they're talking about. So every scary thing popped up, every super emergent thing like diabetes, cancer, all of these different things, uh, lupus, sickle cell, one after another popped up. So I'm like, knowing his past history, all of the things that he had already been through, knowing that uh, sickle cell ran on his biological father's side, I was scared. Like, I can't even explain to y'all how scared I was, right? So I'm like, oh my goodness, what in the world are we dealing with? So he was hospitalized for a week. We left out of there with my son using a walker and no answers. The doctor says, your son right now is a complete enigma. We cannot figure it out. So... Unfortunately, we ended up going through some insurance um, some insurance issues 
So he couldn't start his physical therapy, his aquatic physical therapy right away. So I did a lot of home remedies, massaging. My father had told me about cherry juice. We did the cherry juice. Now cherry juice helps with inflammation, but be careful because it's super sugary and super sweet. So um, though it helped him, we didn't want to give him too much because at some point he was told that he was a pre-diabetic and that we wanted to make sure that we balanced out that cherry juice with proper amounts of water. So we diluted it and made sure that he still had five bottles of water to this one glass of cherry juice. Like cherry juice is high in sugar. So it, it counteracts one thing, but it also can, you know, cause the problem for something else. So the cherry juice worked. And then doing the massaging work. I don't, I changed up the diet a little bit, but I'm not specifically sure, you know, what helped him in his diet the most. I took out completely, um, took out red meat, no pork under any circumstances. So no bacon, no ham, none of that stuff. And I uh, went down to chicken and fish. Turkey is not 100% great for you, but my son does like turkey. So I allowed him to eat that using, you know, just doing it in sparingly, basically. So we thought we were in the clear and may have just been a one-time thing, a fluke, something that you had triggered. We didn't know. So we'll just keep trying to stay on this path of eating great. Okay. So I also cut out a lot of fast food stuff. So had cut out McDonald's, had cut out certain things and um, from fast food. So we looked like, again, we were in the clear. We were on a road to great recovery. And intermittently, my son would be like, mom, my body aches. My, you know, I hurt. So we would do Tylenol. I would do the massages. Excuse me. It may last one or two days. And then we would back, be back to normal, Cameron running, cutting grass, playing with the dogs, throwing his sisters around, wrestling with his dad, you know, all kinds of just doing typical boy stuff, right? Even had a couple emergency room visits for a gashed hand and just, you know, stuff that boys get into. Well, here we are, August of 2019. Last Monday, start school, August the 5th. Um, And if you're down south, then you know school goes back early because we get out of school early or they get out of school early. So he goes to school. He doesn't say anything to me about it. But he said on Tuesday after he came home. Well, let me take that back. When I got home, he was already sleeping in the bed. So I asked my husband, like, you know, where's Cameron? He goes, well, he's sleep. I said, well, we need to wake him up, one, so he can eat dinner. And two, he's not going to be up all night for sleeping so long. So he gets up and he's like, mom, I absolutely do not feel good. I'm in pain. My body hurts. I just, I don't know what to do. So I'm looking at Cameron like, Are we going to be on a road to a long flare up or a minimal flare up? So he started telling me how he was feeling, what parts were hurting on his body, that kind of thing. So that night I took him to the emergency room. 
Um, two things. Children don't always have the words to express what it is that they are feeling. And they don't always have the vernacular to be able to convey what the pain feels like. Moreover, everybody expresses pain differently. What may not be painful to me could be extremely painful to the next person. So this doctor does an x-ray, doesn't find anything, but sends him home with Pepsid AC and said that it was acid reflux because he had a history of ulcers and this cocktail that they gave him made his stomach hurt. I wanted to slap that doctor. And we were in the right place because if I had slapped him hard enough, he'd have been able to get stitched up and fixed right in the emergency room. But I said, you know what? Evidently, this is not who he's supposed to see. So I came home. I did the regimen. I did what I knew to do. This particular time, it was not working. So the next day we followed up with his primary care doctor And she noticed all of the same things I noticed, read the report from the previous year when we were, did the week stay in the hospital. She ran a few extra tests and though his CBC count came back great, that still doesn't always come back as being accurate or it could be like high. And at the moment that we caught or took the test, it just was reading normal. He did a hearing test and he failed the hearing test. So we're like, great that you failed the hearing test because we know that something's going on as you keep expressing that you have ringing in your ears. Great that, or and, and great that you passed the test because there's no fluid on your ears. But dag, now is what's going on with your body affecting your hearing in the sense of you may have hearing loss. All right. So that was day two. Day three, we go to the Children's Vanderbilt Clinic here in Nashville. We spent about seven hours in the ER for the rheumatologist to want to see us outside of the hospital because there was more things that she could do for him at her particular location than she could do at Vanderbilt. So... He was released again with no answers. Now, I have been equipped with tools in my tool bag to not just simply take their answers and just let it be what it is. I know that the God that I serve wouldn't just be letting my son suffer. And that's just what it is. And sometimes you can't rely on other people for answers. Sometimes you got to do some of that research on your own and you got to turn it over to God. And I did. I prayed over my son. I rubbed him down with some oil. I asked God for, for healing power, for grace and mercy for my son to have his friends in school to rally around him and love on him and support him to allow kids to be sweet and not mean to him because he is on his walker again. Yes, and I failed to mention that, but he's back on his walker. 
So I'm reading and I'm reading and in the interim, um, while he was all out of school for the remainder of last week, my sister had mentioned a few things that don't have test to say, oh, this is what could be wrong. Fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, or just maybe um, things dealing with his bones, osteoporosis or anything like that. Now, we ruled out osteoporosis between she and I because he didn't even have five of the symptoms. The two that concern us still is fibromyalgia and rheumatoid arthritis. In the process, I'm looking for some very holistic and natural things that can help my son while we are on this journey of figuring out what is wrong with him. Yes, we did the cherry juice again. Yes, I'm doing the massaging again. This time, I'm doing something a little different. Instead of doing small changes to his diet, I am doing a 180 degree change. Not a 360 because that puts us right back where we were. But a complete 180. Why? Because I don't know what is or isn't affecting him. However, gluten in food, it is in everything that we eat. From bread to dairy to cheese, it is in everything that we eat affects the inflammation of the joints. Now, when my son is talking about all of his joints hurt, that he is 100% inflamed, I'm cutting out gluten. You don't get gluten. You got to get gluten-free bread, gluten-free noodles. You got to have dairy in a different way. So instead of regular yogurt, he has to do Greek yogurt. Um, we'll have to find a substitute to the milk. There may be like a, a vegan milk that he can drink or something to that nature. Um, sea moss is going to be really great for him. Uh, black sea oil is going to be really great for him. Fish oil is going to be great for him. A 100% change. I'm doing a 180 because I have cried. I have fussed. I have cursed. I have racked my brain. I have researched all to figure out what was going on with my son. And in the midst of this, when my son went back to school yesterday, he was feeling a little defeated. He was like, mommy, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. It is my job at his, as his mother to not only hear and appreciate and understand and validate his feelings, but to keep his mind in perfect peace, to keep his mind on positive thinking. So I'm like, son, you know that you are God's warrior. He only gives his toughest battles to his strongest warriors. When my son came home yesterday, he was like, mom, it wasn't the greatest day. But you sharing that with me helped me make it through the day. The school nurse, I won't mention her name because I didn't get permission, but she is a godsend. She has loved on my son. She has made sure that he has gotten his medicine on time. She has made sure that she has called me every step of the way, that she has emailed the teachers and CC'd me in the email she has ensured that she has walked with him to class to make sure that there were no mishaps along the way. That she again just reminded his teachers that he's not faking it. He has had five 
excuse notes from doctors explaining that we don't have a diagnosis yet, but this baby is going through something. So as I'm telling my son that God only gives his toughest battles to his strongest warriors, I then look at the mirror at myself. Chanel, God would not put this situation on you if he felt like you couldn't handle it. So no more crying because you're frustrated. No more feeling sorry for yourself or feeling like life has come to a screeching halt because your son is going through this. This is your testimony and your story that's going to be able to help somebody else. And you're going to be able to help your son to be able to one day share his story and share his testimony of all the things that he's been through to the point of his greatness. And when he reaches greatness, that there's going to be another level of greatness that God is going to get him to. And another level of greatness that God is going to get him to. And another level of greatness. So while I'm telling my son that he is God's warrior and only the toughest battles come to the strongest warriors, I was reminding myself. I was talking to myself. Y'all, as you are empowering your children, God is giving you the words to also empower yourself. He never has you say something that's going to be great for your children without it being great and fulfilling it for yourself. You speak life over other people, but you don't realize that you're also speaking life into yourself. As I kept saying that to my son, I was like, Lord, can I? Am I supposed to share what I have been going through over the last few months with my audience so that they can know that whatever it is that you are going through, trust that healing process. Know that God won't never put more on you than you can bear. No matter what it is that you're going through, that everything is always going to work out the way that it is supposed to. I I came to that place when I realized that I was empowering my son to empower myself. It was such a beautiful revelation. And, And then, like, what's really funny is that in the midst of it, a friend of mine um, had tagged me in like a watch party or what have you on Facebook. And she said, success brings great things to your life. But I also realized the key thing to that. Success will come. Right. But you have to make yourself valuable for people to be able to appreciate what it is that you are offering. Now, is my journey 100% finished? No, and it'll never be. I'm always going to grow. I'm always going to be striving to get better. And in the process, as I learn, I'm going to share it with others. As I have revelation and visions and God continues to talk to me and puts things on my heart, I'm going to share it so that I can continue to empower and uplift and and do what it is that I am supposed to do, which is my purpose. Right. I have to walk in my purpose. 
So I responded back to her. When you make yourself valuable by being obedient, walking in God's word, being faithful to him and having the faith that God is going to see you through whatever it is that your journey is and whatever it is, as long as you're walking in your purpose and he sees you through or that he's always there with you, even when you aren't walking in your purpose, that he provides grace and mercy every day, the success will follow. And then the success will bring the great things to life because it's all being done in the proper order. If your success comes fast, it's going to die as fast as it came. If your son goes out there and 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 um, goes out for the NFL before he's ever been prepared or before he's ready, he might sustain a career ending injury. If your daughter goes out there and starts being carefree and and dating too soon or being able to move about the city that you live in too soon, then you might run into situations where now your daughter is pregnant before she needs to be or she's caught up in a situation before she needs to be or she's wrapped up into drugs or or anything or stealing or in and out of jail or anything that's not the way that she's supposed to be going because there was the lack of guidance to say hey let's walk in God's word first let's do this in the proper order you allow yourself to start that business too soon that business is not going to flourish the way that it's supposed to do then you're going to be ready to throw in a tile and you're going to be able to be ready to give it up as you are again empowering others you are empowering yourself and sometimes the words that you share with other people is also, again, meant for you to encourage yourself because there's not going to always be a moment when there's going to be someone there to encourage you. There's always going to be a situation or a time or a place or a moment where it, it, you're going to have to just look at yourself in the mirror as I am right now and continue to encourage yourself and say to yourself, self. You got this. No matter how many obstacles you go through, no matter how many life lessons you learn, no matter how many times your children get sick, you and your husband aren't getting along. You got this. No matter how many times people try to defame your name or no matter how many times people try to steal your joy or tell you that you're not good enough or project their fears off on you. You got this. No matter how many times you try to empower somebody, but they don't listen to the words, know that you are still empowering yourself. Look in the mirror and as you point to yourself in the mirror, you remind yourself that you're great, that you're valuable, that you're awesome, that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Journeys are for a reason. Healing processes are for a reason. It is to prepare you for wherever it is that God is trying to take you. Now, I'll I'll say this about my son. My son wants to be a scientist, right? And he also, with that science, 
wants to cook good meals for the military. So what is my son going through right now? Health issues. And we're having to change his diet, which is now dealing with the science. Him learning how to cook great foods that is going to provide nutrition to those who selfishly fight for us. If that's not preparation, I don't know what is. My son loves to cook and has always said, Mom, I want to provide nutrition for people. Sometimes providing the nutrition starts with self so that by the time you get to the place that God is preparing you to be, you already ready. You already have the tools in the tool bag to get you there. You can't look at your current circumstance and let that dictate what your future is going to be. My son could give up and just be like, Mom, I don't never want to go to school again. I don't care if I never walk again. I just want, I, I don't want to deal with this no more. But as long as I keep providing him with those positive outlooks, I keep providing him with those ways to look at it. I even told him before the kids start cracking jokes on you, be like Kevin Hart. And be like, yeah, I know I'm walking with a walker. I know. But at least I got something to carry my book bag while you got to carry your own book bag. It may not be funny, but it's drawing the attention off of kids then hurting his feelings. And he can find his own strength in that situation. But that strength that I'm helping him with by empowering him. But while I was empowering him, I was also empowering myself. You know, just because somebody doesn't like your designs or doesn't like your podcast or doesn't like the words that you say don't mean that it's not going to resonate with somebody. Just because this person has something bad about you to say or trying to project their fears off on you doesn't mean that it is not going to help somebody. I'm not going to reach the masses all the time. I'm not going to reach everybody that I inspire to reach all the time. I aspire to inspire others, but a particular topic may not do so. I may say something that'll rub somebody the wrong way and maybe like, oh, I ain't listening to her. I don't deal with her. I don't like listening to her podcast. Because she just say whatever she want to say or whatever she feel like she's saying out her mouth is the golden ticket. Somebody out there is talking about me. But I have to have the own strength within myself from having a positive mind frame to say, Chanel, you got this. You can't worry about the naysayers because the naysayers is what's going to stop me from reaching my goal. This podcast is my preparation for something bigger. This podcast is my preparation for my own personal healing and and getting to my next journey. This podcast is to help someone else out that maybe, you know, want to start a podcast, but they're just feeling like, I don't know what to say or what to do. Helping somebody else to go through their own healing process. Helping somebody else to just 
remember and realize that you are great. That again, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That you are valuable. That God did endow you with a gift. Now it's up to you to use it. How are you going to use your gift? And I realized in dealing with everything for my son that no, he can't do it by himself. But at the moments that I feel frustrated and I feel tired and that I feel worn out and I feel like I'm fatigued and lethargic, that I am one of God's warriors. And he wouldn't, again, have put this situation on me or my son if we couldn't handle it. Because we can. I prayed with my son before I left him. I had to go pick up some medicine, get my oldest daughter to school, you know, get my oil changed. And I said, son, I'll be back. I got, I'll be back. I promise I'm coming back. When I went back, not only was my son smiling, but my son said, mom, your prayer worked. All of the kids are helping me. All of the kids are asking me, am I okay? All all of the kids are rallying around me just to let me know that it's going to be okay. And in that moment, I wanted to cry because I was like, God, thank you. Thank you for hearing the prayer. Thank you for changing his spirit around. Thank you for the, the words that you You gave me to say that you used me as a vessel to speak to my son to be able to turn his day around. He walked away from me and he said, Mom, I'm going to band. And I'm going to be able to stand up and play my instrument. And when I feel tired, I'm going to sit down. But this won't defeat me. My son spoke life into me in that moment. And I realized that we have been given back and forth strength between each other. Me empowering my son, he turns around to empowers me and he doesn't even know it. But the life that I speak into my son, it gives us that bond, that connection, that that relationship where he can say things that reverberate back to me and reverberate through me for me to understand. Wow. Wow. Yes, Lord. OK. I won't let my circumstances defeat me. I won't allow my circumstances to define my future. I won't allow my circumstances to to dictate what my tomorrow or my later is going to be. I won't allow it. We all go through things, right? We do. No one is exempt. The rich and the famous aren't exempt. Theirs is just hidden behind a shield of money, a wall of whatever. They go through things. We see it in the news. We see it in the tabloids. We see it when it's, you know, blasted all over social media. We see it. They aren't exempt. But having those tools in your tool bag to be able to navigate through each and every situation is key. Having that relationship with God. Now, again, and I've mentioned time and time again, I am not 
forcing or telling anyone to serve the God that I serve. You build your own spiritual connection with the higher being that you believe in. But as long as you have that, that's what matters. I don't answer for you on judgment day. You don't answer for me. So please don't feel like, excuse me, I'm forcing you or because of what I'm saying is trying to convert you into believing in what I believe. I'm just speaking from my point of view, from the things that I've been through and the things that I have seen happen and manifest in my life. And I say it to just inspire you, say it to just say to you that you got this in the bag. One step at a time, one moment at a time, one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time, one day at a time. The days are going to pass by anyway. So you might as well just keep fighting. You might as well just keep waking up every day and empowering yourself. You might as well keep knocking down doors and asking God to open up the next door when you get through that one. And you see what the blessing was on the other side. You might as well get up and keep fighting your way through the hell that you're in right now. Because what he has for you on the other side is something that your mind probably could not manifest. I'm telling, I'm, I'm saying everything that I'm saying because I've been there. I have the testimony. I look the trials and the triumphs, the sadness and the spoken words, the test and the testimonies. I talk about nothing. I don't know about, I haven't lost a child, so I don't know what that grief is like. Only thing that I could share with somebody is maybe grief counseling would be something that would, you know, be beneficial. But I don't know that feeling, so I can't relate. I don't know what it's like to lose a spouse or a parent, so I can't talk about it. But what I can talk about, because I've been through it, I'm going to share with you. So the last thing that I'm going to share with you. Is this because this has been a long post, but I feel like I had so much to share with you all that I needed to get it all out so that I could later break it down for you. And you're probably thinking you should have broke this thing down in today's and talk about it. Um, but when you love your audience and, and you love empowering and aspiring people. There's no time limit on, on, on it, right? There's no moment that you feel like, oh, let me just stop. When, when it's in your spirit, when it's on your heart, you're going to keep talking about it. You're going to keep doing it. You're going to want people to feel the, feel the anointing through what it is that you're saying. So the last thing that I wanted to talk to you about is this I had a event this past Saturday uh, called Fashion Over Brunch 
And I mentioned earlier before I went to break that Fashion Over Brunch Part 2 is coming soon. It's in the works. But I had a panel of five other ladies and I was included on a panel. So it was six of us total. And all of us had a different story to tell with all trying to reach the same end goal. One, that when we stand before God, he will say, well done. And two, to reach that level of success from walking in our purpose. And a part of Fashion Over Brunch was to share business information with others, to share our stories with others so people could, again, feel inspired by the things that we have done to know that you can too. If I can do it, you can do it. I'm no better than the next person. The only difference is between you and I is that I decided to wake up to do something about my life and to do something to change the trajectory of my life. One, by walking with God, allowing him to guide me, walking in his word, staying faithful, making sure that my tithes are paid, going into the house, studying the word, reaching out to my father and my mother in love to to have some understanding about the passages in the Bible that I can't quite comprehend. Doing the things that I'm supposed to do so that I can hear at the end, well done. So on that panel, we all spoke and I asked us a few questions and, you know, we talked about the basic things for business, social media, things of that nature. Then something happened. A friend of mine who was also on was a part of the six of us that was on a panel. She has an anointing over her life that I can't quite explain to you other than my God. So even though she was asked a question, the question was then answered in a way that was able to speak over somebody else's life to give them the words that was necessary for them to see Oh, she got a panel of people that is going places, that's doing things that is about growth and forward movement. These are a panel of women that I may want to keep around me. She prayed over every single person on that panel. She even prayed over a few people that was out in the audience that had purchased tickets to come to the event. And when I tell you, we all left out of there feeling super blessed. We all left out of there feeling like, my God, Mm, my God, yes. We all left out of there feeling anointed as well. So my sister, who was one of the six on the panel, owns her own um bakery company um and i will promote her name um in another podcast once i get permission to use her name but she called me yesterday and she said sis i don't know what happened at that fashion over brunch 
But whatever was in that room walked out with me. And the blessings that have just fell on me today alone is nothing short of a miracle or nothing short of added blessings of things that I have been praying about. Because again, like I said, when you start speaking over other people and start sharing a little bit of your wisdom, you realize that you're speaking to yourself. And when my friend started praying over all of us in the the success of us becoming valuable and becoming greater human beings and walking in our purpose and, and, and being women of God, something transpired in our lives. Something became lifted off of us and, and, and left us with, with open arms to receive all that God had for us. So she called me and she said, sis, this large cake order came through for this banquet dinner. Sis, then after I got off of the phone, I got a large order for two baby showers. Plus they want me to cater it. Sis, after I got off that phone, 15 minutes later, I got another call for another banquet and they want 500 plus cupcakes and a cake. When you are a small business owner, you celebrate those small achievements. You celebrate those people that has been referring you. You celebrate those people that are return customers. You celebrate those small blessings that God give you. You celebrate those milestones. And I'm not saying that the blessing is small, but it's preparing you so that when you get to the larger blessings that God has for you, you know how to handle them. So I could hear that she had been crying. And I said, I sis, I hope those are tears of joy because I started shouting for her. I was like, God, thank you for blessing my sister. Thank you for bringing the, the, the blessings her way and the positivity her way. Thank you to my friend who prayed over us and opened that door and left us with open hearts and hands to receive the blessings that you had. Thank you for my friend speaking life into us as we were speaking life into other people, aspiring them to be great. Awesome. So then yesterday night, in the midst of me dealing with some things for my son, I got two phone calls. One is for a large order for a cheerleading team here in Nashville to do t-shirts and uniforms. That's a blessing to my business. I got an order from a friend to say, hey, sis, this is what we need for the baby shower. Got a call from my my husband's cousin, my cousin. Hey, sis, we getting ready to do this. And this is what I need. I got this many t-shirts that I need to be done. And then I'm placing all my orders right now so that I can get them all done and out the way. Seven orders to be exact. Look, y'all. When you trust that process. When you decide to walk in your purpose. When you decide to walk in your healing. It won't be nothing that God won't do for you. You stay faithful to him. You stay in his word. You allow him to order your steps and you follow those steps. Because as humans, we always want to do what we feel comfortable doing. What's inside of our comfort zone. 
But God will show you that when you step outside your comfort zone, the blessings that's standing right there before you. But when you stay inside the comfort zone and you scared to step out on faith, God can't bless you. As my pastor Bishop Walker says, he don't bless you inside a cave. He can't get you inside of a cave. He could have walked in a cave, as Bishop Walker said, to uplift Lazarus, carry him out and breathe life into him. But that's not where he bless you. He don't bless you in your comfort place. He don't bless you in your fear. He don't bless you inside of the place where you're uncertain. He bless you when you step out on a limb and walk out on faith. He bless you when you like, you know what? God ordered my steps and I walk in your path. He called into that cave and he basically told Lazarus, hey, baby, look, you can stay right on in there or you can come right on out here and I'll bless you. I'll give you, I'll breathe life into you. Lazarus got on up and he walked on out that cave and he became the miracle that's talked about in the Bible. Y'all trust that process. Trust that healing. Don't forsake that process. Because that process is what you need to get you through. We got so many people that stay stuck in their way because they don't understand how to walk with God. They don't understand the power of faith and prayer, the power in paying your tithes. Y'all, there was a moment where I was out of work for a whole year. Not one time did my lights get cut off. Not one time did my car get repossessed. Not one time did my water get shut off. Not one time did I go without food. Not one time was my baby's... With, uh, without whatever it was that they needed. Not one time did my family do without because it was entrusting God and letting him guide me and letting him get me through this process and allowing him to just navigate me through each season that I was able to get through each season. Trust it. Know that it's real. Know that the process, it may be painful. He ain't say it was going to be easy, y'all. He didn't say it was going to be easy, but trust it. No, again, that is real. Y'all, I have so enjoyed spending this time with you. I believe this is one of the longest podcasts that I have done with breaks and intermissions and segments and all kinds of stuff. But y'all, I, I have appreciated every single time that you have listened to one of my podcasts. Every single time that you have listened to one of uh, my moments where I was trying to inspire you. One of those moments where you you may be watching me on different panels. Because they say people may not necessarily speak to you or speak on it. But they out there watching you. I appreciate you following me. I appreciate you rocking with me. I appreciate you watching me grow. I appreciate every moment that you have shared with me in this journey. There is more to come, and this is only just the beginning. So again, I thank you. If you have not gone over to the Facebook Be Easy page, please do so. Follow me. I will be posting that this um, podcast is up today for everybody to be able to go and listen to it. You all have a blessed and wonderful day.